1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
0: Get to talk a little NFL with a colleague and friend of mine from right here in Houston. He's been doing it for over 40 years covering the NFL. He's a hall of famer and he joins me right now. John McLean. You can get him on Twitter at McClain underscore on underscore NFL. John McLean joining me on the show. John, how you doing? I'm doing great, Sean. Long time no talk. <laughs> I know, yeah, no. John and I were just in the parking lot of Texans practice together about three hours ago, so it's good, to, good to catch up with you, John. Um, I, I, John, actually, since since you and I last talked, there there has been some NFL news going on with the release of Earl Thomas this morning with the Baltimore Ravens. I I, I do want to dive a little deeper into where Thomas might go, but one of the teams that was mentioned in passing to look at is the possibly the Houston Texans. You cover the Texans on a daily basis. What were your thoughts when you heard Earl Thomas's name associated in any way with the Houston Texans?
2: Well, that would come from somebody that's clueless about the Texans and I don't even know who it was as I as I tweeted yesterday the Texans have no interest in Earl Thomas if he's available. I tweeted today I reiterate reiterate Texans have no interest and Earl Thomas, if he becomes available. And then I tweeted, Earl Thomas is available, and the Texans still have no interest. And so that's probably being put out there by an agent trying to drum up business for his client. Everybody assumes that it would be Dallas. They've redone a couple of contracts. Earl Thomas said he wanted to play for the Cowboys, his favorite team growing up down here in Southeast Texas. And the Cowboys have the money to sign him, and uh, the Ravens. You know, the Ravens have tolerated a lot in their organization through the years. They've drafted players with baggage. They've kept players with baggage. But when they kick a player out of practice and John Harbaugh tells him to stay home two days in a row and they cut him, Sean, that's not for just getting in a fight with a teammate in practice. That is a long list of of things that he's done that they don't like. And that was kind of the coup de grace. So he's a free agent, and let the buyer beware.
0: Yeah, buyer beware. And it's funny, John. Like these 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 transgressions that get guys kicked off of teams and released by teams. It feels like if if they're not above a certain line, then some teams will still feel like they can bring the guy into their locker room and he'll be different with them. Earl Thomas has had a very strange last eighteen months, both on and off the field, for both the Seahawks and the Ravens. So with that said, you mentioned the Cowboys are they the chalk to get Earl Thomas? And if they, even if they are the chalk, who are a couple other teams that you think might be in the mix for him?
2: He left Seattle showing the Seahawks who he thought was number one, which was him
0: He goes (laughs) to Baltimore. And
2: for all intents and purposes, he had a good, good season on the field for a team that was 14 and two, then got manhandled in the playoffs and including Earl Thomas getting manhandled by Derrick Henry. Mm -hmm. And, um, Other than the Cowboys, I don't know, Sean. I don't know what teams are looking for safeties that play like he does. Right now, considering other coaches know how tolerant the Ravens have been with players. And if they can't handle somebody and their player advisory council wants him out, why do you all of a sudden think he's going to turn over a new leaf and be different with you? And I saw there was some, one thing with the Seahawks. Seahawks bring him back home, and somebody tweeted, "I'll give you one good reason they won't." And it showed him shooting a finger as he was <laughs> riding away on the cart after blowing out his knee. And so, I'm sure he'll get he'll get it. He'll get another offer. There are coaches out there, and I've seen this in my 44 years of covering the NFL. These some coaches' egos are so big they'll go. I don't care what he did there. I can handle it. We
0: can handle it. We have the locker room that can handle him. You know, maybe it'll be the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, well, they've taken in some wayward souls before. There's... No doubt about that. John McClain joining me on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to give everybody a peek behind the curtain because John and I were at practice together today here in Houston, at Texans practice, and I told John before practice, I said, John, when you come on with me today, I want to ask you first about the spotless record so far that the NFL has had with the coronavirus, and are you surprised after watching what happened in baseball with the Marlins and the Cardinals that nothing like that's happened in football? And then, John, five minutes later, there's this story of all these false positives with all these teams. It's like I almost jinxed it. But I guess I'll stick with the question because it looks like these are a bunch of false positives at this lab up in New Jersey. Are you surprised by how well it's gone so far for the NFL? I mean, it's, it is practically spotless when it comes to COVID since training camp has started for all 32 teams.
2: Yes, the NFL's done a good job. Teams have done a good job. Now, some teams have had a lot, but their guys are back. Texans have not had any. As soon as I say that, they'll have one tomorrow. But i tell you what's scary. You know, we see all these teams that have guys out of practice today. What if this was a day before regular season? Would they hold all these guys out? You don't know right away They're false positives. And so what do you do? Do you play them? Do you hold them out? Boy, Roger Goodell and his army of experts, they got to be going crazy today because of what this could mean in regular season, even if it's a false alarm. And they're all coming from Bioreference Lab in New Jersey. Houston, Bioreference has the lab one and a half miles from the facility. It's next door to the old Houston Oilers Training Facility. So they get these results back quick. And I'll guarantee you, Sean, after what's going on in New Jersey, everybody is going to be double and triple checking their Bioreference Labs that has to take these tests and rule on them. You and I have been tested Every day now for the last, what is this, two or three weeks? I
1: yeah, can't even remember.
2: And I kind of like that. I like the fact that we know every day we don't have the virus. But I tell you what, it's, it's, it's scary to think this could happen in regular season.
0: John McClain joining me on CBS Sports Radio. John, what do you think of that saliva test? you think that's something Goodell's going to be looking at? Is, is something they can, they can turn around rapidly, pretty inexpensively the day of a game?
2: Well, doesn't baseball use the saliva test right now? They just don't get they, it turned around immediately? They,
0: yeah, they, they use a different one. There's that new one that was announced last yeah. week that's a lot cheaper and a lot quicker turnaround time. think it it's viewed as a game changer. They yeah. contributed 500000 yep. to the testing. Yeah, Right
2: now, the nasal is supposed to be 99% accurate, and until the saliva can equal the navel, I don't think nasal – Naval, yeah, that'll be next. I don't see, I don't see them using it until they're certain that it's going to be okay. Right now, it's not the test; it's the people looking at the test in New Jersey, and that just scares—that scared the heck out of me when I saw all these t- teams popping up with all these positive tests that turn out to be false positive. I always wonder, how do you know so quick they're false positive?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that probably the main thing that shed the light on it today was the fact that it was just so many of them and it was all that one lab with a league that's been virtually perfect. Hey, John, last one before I let you go. What do you think about some of these teams letting fans into stadiums, letting fans into practice? Some teams are being super careful. Others are being a little looser with this stuff.
2: Uh, Under the rules, you can have two practices in your stadium with fans. Kansas City did it yesterday where the first game is with the Texans. There were videos showing as soon as fans came in, they took off their mask. Now, the rules are if you're eating or drinking, you can take them off. But as the videos you could see on Pro Football Talk, they weren't eating or drinking. And so I think you teams are nuts to let fans in stadiums. I don't care when it is. and I've, You and I have talked about this on our show here on Sports Radio 610. If you're in the bathroom and a guy's standing behind you at the urinal and he takes off his mask – it could be exposing you. What are you going to do? What are you going to do if he's on top of you without a mask? What if you see people in the stands without masks? Is there going to be mask security going all through the stadiums and the restrooms? I'm guessing not. If Chiefs fans are going to be that ignorant and or that just not just ignorant, they know they're supposed to wear the mask. The Chiefs had signs everywhere, and I think I think it's just blatant disregard for your health and the health of others. I think he's a great example of what's going to happen for teams that let fans into stadiums.
0: It's John McLean at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. John, I always enjoy the conversation. I will see you tomorrow out of practice.
2: I look forward to it, Sean. Thank you very much and stay safe.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?